Daddy ain't dead. Give me my flower. Hey, welcome to the Daddy Ain't Dead podcast. This is your host, Amp. Um, Daddy Ain't Dead is one dad willing enough to spread a message of appreciating dads around the world now in real time instead of when they are dead. So I'll be conversing with a dad today. We're going to be talking about numerous topics today. And of course, we're going to get to the bottom of some of these great dad jokes at the end. Um, but at the end of the day, we want to give each other those flowers before um, we need to give those flowers. So, hey, I got my special uh, guest, one of my really good friends that I've known for quite a while. Um, who we got today, man? All right, so this is Rodney Bundy. What's going on? First off, let me say thank you for having me on the show. Uh, appreciate what you're doing for the culture with dads because... Yes, sir. Just like you said, <laughs> give me my flowers while I'm here. It almost seems like... And, and, of course, and I'm sure we'll get into that. A lot of times it's, it's dad's fault and in those particular situations where it just is a – you're not getting the respect that you maybe think you're supposed to have because maybe you ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing. No. But for the good fathers out there, I appreciate you doing this, putting it on the map. Hey, we still here. We ain't went nowhere. It's 2019. We're still here. Yes, sir. A um, little bit about me. I am in the Air Force. Um, tech starting right now. I'm testing for master coming up pretty soon. I've been in for man, November will be 14 years. Right. So, uh, okay, yeah, it's been a long time. Several different uh, assignments, deployments. Currently, I'm working with uh, uh, recruiting for special operations. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty unique job finding these dudes that uh, do some special stuff around the world. So, uh, I definitely don't take it for granted. Um, I got three kids. Uh, two girls and a boy. Uh, one, she will be turning 12 this year. Okay. The other one, she'll be turning, man, 10, good Lord. <laughs> and, then, and then my son will be turning seven. Um, yeah. Tell y'all right now, having the girls first and then having the boy last, man, I wish it would have been opposite. Cause, <laughs> hey. <laughs> he be terrorizing his sisters. But it's good, though. He's a good kid. Uh, and, of course, I got some good girls, so. Uh, wife, yeah, we've been married for 13 years, man. All right, you better get it right. Oh, and I feel old, bro. 13 years <laughs> we've been married. Uh, going strong. I mean, just like anything, good times, bad times, but one thing that they never entered our marriage is the word divorce, quit, none of that. Okay. Uh, stuck it out. And, um, uh, yeah, she's a ultrasound technician. She's working with the VA right now. So it's kind of okay. cool. She gets to kind of talk to some of the old dudes and see where I'm going to be at. <laughs> <laughs> and they're telling my war stories. But, uh, yeah, she's working at the VA now, doing big things. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm happy to be on the show, man. It's a little bit about me, the fam. Yeah, and so and, – and for everybody that's listening, me and Bundy, we met back in Fort Walton when we was playing for uh, semi-pro football uh, for the Fort, Walton, Fort Walton Beach Falcons. Um, that was a long time ago when my knees was good. And uh you were still in tackles, but okay. And <laughs> 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 it's some good good times. Um, but man. that that is how me and him met. And then we were actually um at the same base again when we were in old Altus, Oklahoma. Woo! <laughs> they 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 call oh, it yeah. the, the armpit of the of the Southwest. 
Yes, and it was. Oh, <laughs> oh, Altus. You only had Walmart. That's it. <laughs> and storefront. JC and Applebee's. Don't forget, don't forget Applebee's. Oh, yeah. They did have the Applebee's that was always slow. And get your orders wrong. Run out of food every Run week. out of food. <laughs> Movie theater that always sold out of tickets. Because they only sit six people. Yeah. <laughs> With the storefront, oh, remember that the storefront J.C. Penney. Oh man! In the downtown, yeah, that's still there, that's from what I heard. You said what? That's still there, from what I heard. Oh, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, then, I mean, uh, who's their competitor? <laughs> <laughs> then they had the uh, the downtown with the uh, with the dust uh, balls that rolled around. Oh, and them rabbits, bro. The rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> These things were the size of dogs. Man, old Altus, <laughs> Oklahoma, man. Yeah. Uh, Bundy, so tell so tell me, um, how did you grow up? Where did you grow up? How was your um what was your family dynamic uh, growing up? All right. So basically uh I started off as a and I and I will explain it, but I started off as a military brat, but my dad was in the Navy. Uh so uh, we started in, yeah, Virginia. So I was born in Portsmouth, right there on the base. Had asthma, so we stuck around there for a while because they had a pretty good hospital. And then uh, my dad ended up getting orders to Pensacola, Florida. And that's where I ended up spending the rest of my time. Um, family dynamic-wise, uh, we, my dad was around till I was about five, six years old. Uh, it's funny because I was just telling him a group of, uh, fifth and sixth grade is this story a couple of days ago. But uh, for him and my mom decided that they need to take a break. Uh, mm. The longest break ever, bro. Like, he's <laughs> <laughs> talking a 15-year break, and it's like, come on, man. Yikes. 15 years. And then they finally end up getting divorced. So uh, during that time, I mean, I went through the saga of dad said he's coming. Sit outside and you wait. Mm. And you wait, and it's it, it just kind of crazy because it, it, when I look back on it now, my brother and sister, they'll be inside, and they'll go inside, come out there, boy, get in the house, 9 o'clock, get in the house. He ain't coming. I'm like, no, nah, Dad said he's coming, he's coming. Yeah. And um, it was a lot of it was a lot of those days because there was a lot of times he just did not show up uh, to the point of, man, when I finally saw him again, it's kind of crazy, but I didn't even realize what he looked like. Damn. Like. I looked and it was literally a a moment of who is that? Oh, that's dad. Um, wow. Ever since then, we we built the semblance of a relationship. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously, it's not where um, we're a lot better now than we was when I was younger. But yeah, single family home, mom doing everything she could for us. Uh, she felt like we should be going to a private school. So she was trying to send us there, but then we were broke. <laughs> mm. So that did, that, you know, the balance didn't work out. Uh, I had to grow up quick. 11 years old, I had to, uh, I remember me and my brother, uh, we actually got kicked out of our house. Mm-hmm. Uh, like stuff on the curb, man. So, wow. and, uh, <laughs> so we took our stuff and then thankfully it was a sister from the church allowed us to stay uh, in her house. It was like a one bedroom or two bedroom apartment. Uh, with three kids and two adults, and uh, we were still broke. So right. we walked down the street, seeing about if we can find somebody 
that would let us do some yard work. And uh, thankfully, if I if I could find these people to this day, they don't realize how much they impacted us because this guy's let us come in and uh, rake his mom's yard. I guess they was there on vacation. And uh, dude gave us 40 bucks. And uh, we was able to go buy some 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 Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, mm-hmm. it was like stove. I mean, stove top and stuff. But hey, you know, <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> yeah, man. Because before that, you're talking like if you think you can't make a biscuit with butter, water, and flour, holla at your boy. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what we lived on. It was like biscuits, or or like to this day, I don't eat cooked carrots. Because you go to the food bank, like, if you're going to give to the food bank, give something that you think people want to eat. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know they, they put in the cooked carrots and the peas. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> the good stuff. Like, can I get some frosted flakes? You ain't never going to find frosted flakes at the food bank. I'm telling you oh, right now. Uh, hopefully you'll never or any of the listeners never have to get in that position. But I promise you, ain't going to be no cereal. You're going to be King Vitamin. Or God, you talking about <laughs> you, you well, gotta you, put a cup of sugar. Your gum's gonna be bleeding, bro, <laughs> and your intestines. You just, you're done for eating that King Vitamin. Pe- man, people <laughs> only people who know about King Vitamin can appreciate growing up like that. Like, yeah, if I saw King Vitamin on the shelf right now, I'd probably <laughs> slap it off the counter. Like. And Knock tell all the boxes off and walk out. Don't, don't eat this. Yep. Man. Like, but we That's ate true, it growing up, which is crazy. And the only people that ate King Vitamin was people who was, like, struggling. Yes. Because if you couldn't afford the good stuff, a lot of times that's what was, like, given to you. Or it was, like, the cheaper cereal. And you, boy, look. Man, you, you remember, um, 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 uh, Iron Kids bread. <laughs> that nasty bread. But see, you watch the commercials. Yeah. And I was like, man, when I get me some money, I'm going to buy me some Iron Kids bread. <laughs> Why did I think that? Because we ate the cheap bread. Right. Because we couldn't afford that right. stuff. Or you see Smacks or, or Cheerios, like Honey Nut Cheerios. Like, oh, right. man, they actually right. put sugar on Cheerios? Right. Instead, I have to do it myself. Exactly. And you will feel some kind of way. So, yeah, man, it was a. It was the struggle for real. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, it, it, it seems to be that's, that tends to be what happens. You know, that, mm-hmm. that's kind of, you know, when a family splits, not the nuclear family no more, uh, it's not easy. My mom did a great job, but, you know, my brother and sister, they didn't necessarily recover the same. Mm-hmm. My sister's doing pretty well. My brother's still struggling with a lot of different things. And right. it just all came from that. So, yeah, um, we grew up rough, but at the same time, uh, I became a product of what I wanted out of life, not my circumstances with the way yes. we were growing up. So, yes. I I definitely um, can relate to that, you know, similar situation with how I grew up. And I always say, you know, we wa- I wanted my dad, you know what I'm saying, to be in, in our life, of course. Yep. Um. Every child wants that. Um. But I think with them not being there, it ends up breeding. I mean, it can happen different ways, like you said. People respond to it differently. Some people can be like me and you and come up out of their circumstance and be successful without their father involved. 
But other people take that and they just fall off the wagon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where because they they needed that father figure, and that's why this is so important to me, um, and for dads like us, is to stay in our kids' lives, be heavily involved, be influential, um, and show them what a dad can do and dad can be for them. Um, because for everybody that I see that has their dad in their life, man, it's tremendous. It's a tremendous effect. So I just think, but I also see the other side of when your dad is not involved, you know what I'm saying? So I, I just definitely um, I can relate to your story, man. And it's, um, it's crazy to hear that. I've known you for all these years and never known that story, <laughs> which is crazy. And me and you yeah, have I, I had some pretty deep conversations off record. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so to to hear that story, man, this shows another respect for you at, uh, as Bundy the man. But I do want to go back to something you said, man. I want to go back to these biscuits, man. We were talking about <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I got a little business opportunity. You know what I'm saying? We can start a little Bundy's Biscuits. You know what I'm saying? Bundy's uh, Biscuits. You know I'm saying? telling you this, man. These are the only biscuits that I'm telling you. You can use door stops. If somebody did you wrong, you can hit them with the biscuit. Or, I mean, hey, man, two biscuits and you fool, bro. <laughs> like, I tell you what, I, it, was, it was one of them calls where it was like, man, you know what? These things right here, you got to think of what can you eat for $2? What can you go to the store and get for $2 that you can make something where you're going to be fooled all night? Otherwise, man, you're tormented. Your right. belly just beating you up. <laughs> no, I'm Funny story. Me and my brother got put in handcuffs one time because it was truancy laws. Uh-huh. Uh, we was homeschooling. I was homeschooling at the time, and uh, we had no food. She was like, hey, we had like Two dollars, three dollars. Like, go walk up to Albertsons real quick and get Albertson. some stuff for some biscuits. Wow. Yeah, you remember the Albertsons? Wow. <laughs> yeah, man. So we walked up there and the cops pulled us over. Hey, what are you guys doing? And it probably sounded ridiculous to him. He was like, sir, we're starving. And we are going to Albertsons to get some flour and some butter so we can make some biscuits. Mm-hmm. This dude was like, well, I can't let you out here because you ain't supposed to be out of school to a certain time, like we homeschool. Well, I can't take your word for, you know, cell phones weren't really popular at yeah. that time. So this dude put us in the back, like searched us, patted us down right there on Mobile Highway in Pensacola. Wow. Put us in the car, took us home, asked me did he buy us a burger or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not one nothing. This dude took us home. Oh, ma'am, oh, these your boys. Yes, they are. They said they was going to get some biscuits because they're hungry. Yes, sir, we don't have any food now. Oh, just making sure. Have a good day. Oh. <laughs> so then we had to turn around and walk all the way back to the sex Wow. <laughs> I look back at this stuff now, man. I laugh at it because I'm like, bro, you saw we was hungry. <laughs> Let us get the biscuits or get us something to eat. But anyways, I digress. You <laughs> <laughs> was on that bull jump back in the day. Man, always. But that's that's always. another subject, another day. I know. Ooh, yep. Eat that one. <laughs> Especially I know growing up in Pensacola. You know what I'm saying? Man, look, they got a record. Uh, I mean, you can you can look it up, or even if you're watching Cops or something, guarantee you gonna see Pensacola on there. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's pretty just sure. yeah. 
Well, I thank uh, I thank the Lord for our our women and men in, in blue, but there's some of them that shouldn't be there. <laughs> yeah, boy, tell you. So to talk about um you know the impact of our our dads in our lives, um I thought it would be pretty cool to talk about um some fictional dads, um like so I wanted to discuss who who do you think would be like a top five um, TV dads and, 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 you know, cause TV is a big part of everybody's life, <clears throat> obviously. And yep. they, back in the day, at least, you know, now it's more about reality shows and stuff, but when they had the sitcoms, you know, you had the TV dads and it was all different versions of them. You had white, black, poor, rich, um, you had cartoon dads, you know, you had the funny ones, the mean ones, or whatever. Um, and I thought it would be pretty cool to uh talk about the importance of those TV dads in our lives and how it may have you know somewhat shaped how we are as a father, not necessarily our father and style, because nobody that's really on my list, I I kind of look at it like, oh, I'm going to be like him. I'm going to try to be like him. Um, because some <laughs> yeah. of the people on my list are ridiculous. <laughs> but <laughs> but yep, those are my here, favorite TV dads. So I'll let you go first and, and okay. uh, talk about your um, TV dads. So we're going like the, the back five to one or one so, to five. Like yeah, let's go. Let's go five. from five to one. So let's go with your. Okay. Don't say worst because they're all best dads, but your your fifth one is who? So my fifth one. Viewers do not or listeners do not judge me. But <laughs> <laughs> Terry Crews on Everybody Hates Chris. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I didn't even think about him. <laughs> and I'ma tell you favorite. why, <laughs> man. Straight up, because he's one of them dads where is is they obviously living in the ghetto, right? His dude's working, but he tries everything he can, no matter what he does. It's cheap, <laughs> yes. But man, he he cheap makes cheap. it work, yes. And it it just reminds me of being young, married, uh new baby and a1c <laughs> like you don't gotta look far to see what e3 make and it ain't much <laughs> man i was terry cruz bro i had to i had to had to go back to my roots <laughs> and even now <laughs> my wife should be like i'm going to do this and i'm like wait man but why we can't do it? you know everything ain't gotta be cheap you can let me go like, oh, okay okay and I, I i've grown a lot because i used to be bad bro <laughs> So yes, definitely Terry Crews, just because he's a cheap dad that nobody wants, but at some point in your life you might not never realize that you need it. <laughs> that's right. Making things happen. So yeah, that's number five. Now you want to go, or you want me to keep rolling? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with okay. Mine. Okay. So my fifth dad um, on this list, and I put him fifth because. He's probably <laughs> the worst of all these dads. Really. Oh no! <laughs> but <laughs> but he was one of my favorites um, growing up. Um, is Al Bundy? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh man! It's supposed to be my dad. 
appreciate Al Bundy, man, because Al was real. He was, I would say he's what most dads would love to be like, but can't. But they can't. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Al right. was lazy when he got home. You know what I'm saying? He was a shoe salesman. He picked on people. He was he was rude to his neighbors. Like, <laughs> but he was just funny. So I like him as a TV dad uh, because he's like my he's like my uh, what do you call it? Your your inner your inner dad. You know what I'm saying? Like he's probably he the, was raw. <laughs> yeah, he's probably the thoughts I have. But then I say, you know what? I got sense. So. Let me go ahead and be involved. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> but yes, yep. Al Bundy is my my fifth dad. Okay, okay. <laughs> Man, all right. So I'm gonna hit you with number four. Number four. Once again, don't judge me, but John <laughs> Amos on Good Times. Okay. I'll tell you right now, that dude, I liked him because it was like, yo, this dude is tough. Like, <laughs> he raised his boys to be tough. He didn't yeah. tolerate no nonsense. He went out and he grinded. He came home to his family. You know, that to me, obviously, a lot of this was something I was looking for. Yeah. So, um, for me, uh, yeah, I, I just, I'd like to think that was a big deal. Uh, a father that goes out there and is providing coming home, still being tough on his family, but love him. Yeah, man. John name is good times. Okay. <laughs> Show. All right. My fourth one, my fourth dad is Phil Dunphy from the show. Um, dang, I don't have brain fart. I can't even think of the show. Modern Family. What's his name again? Phil Dunphy. Oh, okay. He's from Modern Family. Um, <laughs> okay. Phil is is about as dumb as <laughs> a box of rocks. <laughs> um, and I like him because he's funny, but he has a good heart. He has all good intentions, but just sometimes he just falls short because he just he just ain't he ain't that smart. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I picked him because, like I said, he has a good heart. And I think for most dads um, that are involved, um, we all got good hearts and all of our intentions are good. Sometimes we get in our own way, um, yeah. but Man. the intentions are pure. So I like Phil Dunphy because I've laughed many a times at him um, on Martin Family. And my wife actually put me on to the show um, a few years ago when we got married. And I think the, the funniest part is a scene where I think everybody's seen it. Um, where he's out, and it's funny, Al Bundy is on that show too. I mean, I'm always oh, talking about Al Bundy. He's his uh, father-in-law. And so um, they were out um, flying an airplane, like one of those remote airplanes, and he mm -hmm. tried to tell him to make the airplane fly through a hoop, and he was holding it, holding the hoop, and Al Bundy flew that plane, and it went straight and hit him dead in the face. And <laughs> that scene is so funny. <laughs> I laugh so hard every time I see that, but uh, th that was definitely one of the reasons why I like him. Like I said, he's just an, he's an idiot. And he's hilarious, so um, he's not really important to my dad style because it's just not. <laughs> um, yeah, 
but I think, like I said, the essence of him on that show, he, like I said, he looks out for his family. He tries to um, do a lot of things in the, in the good spirit um, and, and just loving on his family and stuff. So he's my fourth dad is Phil Dunphy from Modern Family. Phil Dunphy. Okay, okay. All right, so looking at my list. <laughs> Number three. Got to give it to my man Carl Winslow. Oh! Yeah, yeah, man. I think uh, probably the biggest thing was it was a brother in uniform. Yeah. Uh, I grew up, I did not see a lot of it. Uh, so for me, somebody that was serving his state, uh, you know, trying to protect. Especially, I mean, I'm pretty sure that was shot, that was supposed to be shot in, like, Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. Or something, something, something like that. So you talking I think about, so. like, some of the worst hood, and this dude would go out there. He is, I mean, he would lose his mind just like all of us do. <laughs> like he would lose his mind, but it was crazy because even then, you got Urkel who was just crazy, just crazy, goofy dude that blew up stuff, and but he still was there. He was the father figure to him, right? Uh, because you never saw this dude dad nowhere. Like, like uh, that is true. Yeah, he, yeah, he was he was always gone. He was supposedly uh, 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 on trips or, or like some crazy business trips or doing something crazy, and he was never home. And so as much as he irritated him, you know, Carl Winslow was still like the father to him. And uh, a lot of that rings home, too, because growing up with your dad not really around, um, you know, sometimes there are other dads who – Seem, seemingly feel that gap at times and I have had or been blessed to have a couple in my life that's uh, filled that gap and it's been that been a Carl Winslow crazy kid doing stupid stuff <laughs> right. gonna drive me crazy but guess what I'm still gonna be here for you I'm still gonna take you places so yeah man Carl Winslow uh, he's one he's a legend in my book yeah and you know that that speaks volumes too because um, w- when you think about it, most of the TV dads, like especially the the black TV dads, we were always, or they were always. I said we, like I was on TV, like they, <laughs> they was always taking on, like being a father figure to somebody else in all the shows. Like, yep, yep. If you look at any of those shows, um, they was always giving some wisdom, um, helping somebody out, trying to be influential. Um, and I think that's um, pretty special um, for TV producers to do things like that, to show the the fatherhood side and being a dad, especially in the black community, um, to America, Man. just showing it to everybody, because it's definitely yep. out there. Um, yep. But my third dad <clears throat> is uh, John Witherspoon, Pops, oh. <laughs> from the Wayans Brothers. You know house house, 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 exactly. house. Exactly. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. You know what I'm saying? Bang, bang, bang. Do that thing. <laughs> so he was, he is still, the Wayans Brothers is such an un- underrated show. And Man. I watch that show like crazy. Every time I see it come on TV, I got the DVD box set. And <laughs> I love that show. Uh, uh. But Pops <laughs> is one of my favorite dads because he had his own business. He had a restaurant. You know what I'm saying? He had his own swag. You know, he always was wearing 
<laughs> crazy clothes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he also was giving advice to his kids, um, to the boys, you know, to the Wayans brothers about, you know, running their own businesses, life choices, things like that. He always talked about their mom and stuff, even though we never really saw her. But uh, <laughs> he always talked about her. You know what I'm saying? And so with him, um, like I said, I, I learned, you know, you got to have fun with your with your kids and you got to, you know, joke with them, give them advice. Also, he was just showing them, hey, work hard. You know, I got a business. Y'all going to work in this business and y'all going to help me, you know, provide for this family too. So um, John Witherspoon is my, or Pops rather, not his real name. His name is Pops. Um, Pops, yep. Um, on, on, on there. And then pretty much every movie he played in, he was a dad. So when he played in Friday, you know, <laughs> when he played in Friday, when he played in, 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 uh, other shows and movies, he was usually a dad. So, um, which is a good thing because he was typecast for that thing because he was good at it. And so I enjoyed pop. So he's my third, um, father on my uh, favorite TV dads. Which is funny you say that it makes it does make me wonder if that's his normal, <laughs> like if that's who he is because like right. Friday, like you said, the brothers even even on the card even Boondocks, yes, like he was he was the granddad this time, right? To Huey and uh, Riley, but, yep. but he was the same type of of dude. It, it almost makes you wonder, like man, is this this must be who you really it's are? Just it's him. Just he ain't acting. It's him. Yeah, I'm just. Going off of what I would normally do, which <laughs> I'm sure we all wish we could run around jumping on countertops. I was like, bang, bang, bang. Do right. <laughs> That's my dude. Okay. So, oh, man, down to the final two. This yes. one is it, kind of rough. It's hard to stack these two. But, man, I'm going to have to go with Cliff Huxley, not Bill Cosby. I know. Say what you want about Bill. It's ain't Bill. It's Cliff. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and I put on, uh, and, and I, and I kind of wrote a little note for that one, uh, especially, um, is practical parenting. Yes. You got this dude that was living, he had like a little brownstone. I mean, he was living large. He was a doctor. Uh, his uh, wife was, I don't even know what she did, but I know she was paid. Like they was paid. They had kids in and out of that piece, but the practical, he always had time for practical lessons. Uh, I remember the episode where uh, what's the fool's name? Uh, not Theo. Was it Theo? Yeah, it was Theo. Yeah, but he Theo. said he moving out, and uh, he said, "Oh, you moving out?" He said, "Yeah." He said, "Okay, well, how you gonna do it?" He's like, "He's going in there. I've got this money." He said, "Okay, here's some money. Now, uh, you got to pay for rent. And how much is rent?" And then he said, "All right, let me get that money." And then he said, he kind of talking about how much is utilities? Let me get that money. How much is food? Let me get that money. You're going to take a girl out. How much is that going to be? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he was kind of showing them in a very funny way that not only do you not have enough money to move out, but you owe me money. <laughs> 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 it's like, bro, it's like not only do you not have enough, you have, you need to give me money. And, of course, Theo's response was, well, I figured I'd just get it from you, Dad. And uh, I, I really liked that episode. I never forgot that because it was kind of one of the things is like – Instead of just telling your kids no, especially at that age, this dude was like the prime person on TV that instead of be like, no, you can't do it. He taught a lesson. 
right. to where it wasn't. It's like like what they always say, teach a man to fish, you know, he'll eat forever instead of just giving him a fish. It was kind of like that. It's like, not no, let me explain to you what's coming. You can do anything that you, you want to do. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I remember seeing this little talk about, uh, you know, we destroy kids because we tell them, no, you can't, you can't, you can't. And, uh, and, and, and which, and, and I understand, obviously, within context, some things you, you got to scream, no, child right. run to the street. Like, hey, you can't do that. However, it's better suited instead of telling them they can't do things because in their mind, they can do anything they want to do when they're kids. Right. Start explaining to them why something is nice not necessarily a good idea and kind of what's the opposite of that. I mean, you know, uh, just a lesson, life right. lesson rather than, nah, you can't do that. Get out of my face. Go upstairs, boy. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, man, Cliff Hospital. I see that. And, and uh, the talker to kind of go piggyback off your, your conversation there is I always look at instead of, like you said, telling them, no, you can't do something. Tell them what they can do is, is how yeah. I use it. And also use the opportunity to teach them something um, about the skills. So I remember me and my wife having this discussion with the with Jeremiah, my oldest boy, and he was, I think he was jumping off the couch or something like that. You know, she was just going in on him about jumping off the couch and stuff and him doing some other things. And I was just like, babe, let's tell him what he can do. You know, let's, let's show him why he shouldn't jump off the couch. You know, he could get hurt, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but when that, just that conversation prompted us to kind of do some research um, about just certain behaviors and stuff. And we ended up teaching him some different things and he understood it and it worked out, you know, now needless to say, he might still occasionally jump off the couch or do something crazy, (laughs) (laughs) but he, he's, he's learning the process. You know what I'm saying? He's learning. All right. I can't do this or I can't do that because this is what mom and dad said would happen. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just, Oh, mom and dad say I can't jump jump off the couch. That's it. I don't know why. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why. They just told me I can't. You know, and I I know growing up, I hated that. I hated being told, don't do this, don't do that. Um, and I'm like, but why though? Like, yeah, what's the reason? (laughs) Back in the day, you know, parents ain't do all of that elaborating. Boy, you ain't gonna do it because I said that. (laughs) You ask why, you get pop, pop, pop. Don't say why. Just don't do it. (laughs) Um, to continue because i'm pretty sure we got both got the same last two dads because we i'm i'm almost a hundred percent positive i got the same two you got so i i did (laughs) just say um uh i got cliff huxtable also as my second um okay not bill but cliff i got you Uh huh (laughs) I said, yep, not Bill, but Cliff. I got Yes, you. Cliff. Cliff Huxtable. He Cliff Huxtable. Um, for the same reasons. You know, he was a hardworking man, doctor, always giving his kids life lessons in ways that even the simplest person um, can understand. And he was funny. He was smooth. You know, um, he had a pretty wife. So big yeah. house. It was just like, man, I want to be I, when I want when I'm a you know have kids and have a family. That's what I want. 
to look like. I want some resemblance to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and and again, to reiterate, we talking about Heathcliff Huxtable, all right? <laughs> Cliff Huxtable, yes. We talking about Cliff. We talking about we talking about the real man. We talking about the, yeah, the character. Yeah, yeah. You know, character. What I'm saying? he did a great job. Great yeah. job. Great job. <laughs> um, showing America what a black father um, and a black dad really um, can be capable of, and I think he really is the gold standard um for dads but he's not my favorite tv dad no no yeah yeah we probably got the same number one so (laughs) it needless to say i'm pretty sure uncle phil uncle phil you already know philip bakes is our number one so (laughs) Mm -hmm. um i'll let you go first on why uncle phil's your favorite tv dad man it kind of follows the same trend yeah, man, open his home to uh, what what at that time, and even those in that school or the area he was in. I mean, he was in Beverly Hills, and you got this hood kid, maybe an outcast, somebody that does not fit in. Right. And he opened his home, his 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 doors to him, let him live there, and not only did he let him live there, and he provided for this kid. Um, and um. Yeah, the fact that he was, you know, the biggest thing for me outside of that, those, the dude was rich. <laughs> he was loaded. Like, he was, a, he was a judge. Very successful. Uh, yeah, man. I just, uh, I can't say enough about him. Uh, Uncle Phil, definitely number one because he had the life that I'm talking about. You guys tennis courts in your backyard. You balling. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you 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 talk about some. Let's go play tennis. Like what? Like let's go to the rec center and play basketball. Because I'm gonna go outside and play tennis. Yeah, you balling. Right. Uh, obviously, we all know the famous scene. Why he don't want me, man? Yeah, yeah. Had all of us crying, holding your head up in the air, trying to. No, oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> if you experienced anything like that, that was an episode that was. I mean, if you even hear them talk about it, the cast talk about it. They said that hit everybody on a level that it was hard for them to recover from um, right. during that, that taping of that episode. But just think about the millions of kids around the world that was feeling the same way. Um, and they was able to speak into those kids' lives at that moment. Where it's like, basically, hey, forget him. <laughs> if he don't want you, okay. You know, but you still got to make it. You still got to be somebody regardless of what uh, of that situation so yeah definitely philip banks judge philip banks <laughs> you know and i can't add no more to that because it's really the same reasons you know because of how i grew up being from the hood from the projects and stuff um to to have somebody like that come on board and be a part of your life um take you in i mean complete 180 of how he was living living poor and crazy out there in philadelphia and take him all the way to beverly hills or whatever and he living rich going to private school you know end up having you know three siblings added to his life and all of them are very different than him but for for uncle phil to take that on and and take that burden of having another child in your house is just like that was amazing. And just like I said, hardworking, 
providing for his family and and just being there, them life lessons at the end of the day, Uncle Phil. So, yeah, he was definitely my, my top dad for various reasons. My whole list is a little crazy anyway, but <laughs> uh, those TV dads was crazy. I was just looking at something, man. How about um, they, they TV guy, you know, the, the magazine TV guy? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They did, a, I guess, a, a list of top 50 greatest um, TV dads. And Uncle Phil was 34th. Who was number one? Number I didn't 10, even look. Tim Allen or something. Once and I saw 34, I was like, what? Uh, this list has no down. validity. Like, I'm just not yeah. going to look at this list no more. Across all platforms, across all cultures, you Now that I see, I'm about pressed. to go and find this out and see. Yeah. Um, You'll be hard-pressed to, to, to explain how Philip Banks – was not the number one TV day. <laughs> Plain and simple. Like, like, what else has this brother got to do? <laughs> right. To be the president of the United States on TV show, to be considered the TV dad. He was funny. Uh, he would let jazz in the house, but when that dude started acting up, he wasn't afraid to grab him. Oh, throw his out out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You talk to my daughter, you out of here. Oh, <laughs> so, so, I mean. I looked at the list. Cliff Huxtable's number one. Okay. I mean, yeah. And then I don't know how you go from Cliff Huxtable to to thirty four though. Philip Banks, that's right. So and number two is Danny Tanner. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Oh man, what? Yeah, these half of these shows I've never seen or heard of in my life. Um. The dad from Bonanza. They tripping. Oh, Charles Ingalls. You know who that is? Little House on the Prairie. Okay, they going too far, man. Like, yeah. no, <laughs> that's not relevant. Nobody watches that stuff anymore. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they they going deep, man. I um, just rather sooner just go to sleep than sit up and watch Little House on the Prairie. So. Factuals, yes. I mean, yeah. they. I mean, they got Dan Connor above Uncle Phil, like. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm looking at this list. It's a pretty bad list. Archie Bunker. Nope. Like Tim Taylor, Herman Munster. I figured they would put put Tim Taylor up there. I mean, he he would he was in the honorable mention category yeah. of yeah, mine. Yeah. But even then, nope. <laughs> yeah, some of these dads, it's like nah, man. Uh, well, and on that. top of that, half those dads we didn't grow up with, so. For us, it wouldn't be on there. But it is an all-time great list. But to have Uncle Phil 34th, nah, man. (laughs) Nah. They put some respect on Uncle Phil's name, man. (laughs) (laughs) Respect with a K, too. I know. Big old K. (laughs) Uh, So uh, I did want to talk about it because we talk about dads, you know, and how important they are to us also want to talk about how important um, a present dad can be, but a dad that's also offering discipline. Um, And I know discipline in in every household is different for everybody and in various ways, excuse me. Um, I know in my household, 
I got four children and I got my girl is the oldest and then I got three boys. So mm-hmm. how I deal with my daughter versus how I deal with them boys is <laughs> <it's> different. <laughs> Very different. I can look at my daughter and she just be like, okay, I'm done. I ain't going to do it no more. That's enough. <laughs> them boys. And I mean, I don't count my, I don't count Alexander. He's little. He's, he's eight months. I don't count him. But them other two, Jeremiah and Isaiah, ooh. <laughs> listen, so I can't I can say this with an honest heart. I've never hit my children with a belt. Um, I don't believe in the belt, per se. Um, now, have, have I used my belt as a symbol of trouble? Yes. I grab, <laughs> hey, I done grabbed that joint. And and they look at me like, all right, man, all right, no, 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 we don't want none of that, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I've actually never used it, which is funny because you would think they would be more scared of it because I've used it on them. I've never used it on them, and it strikes fear in them. Uh huh. <laughs> but I only use it as a last resort because for me, I'm super patient when it comes to the kids, um, which you know Jackie don't care about. She <laughs> she she be like. You 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 too patient with them, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's a different dynamic because she the female, she got to assert a level of dominance over them boys now. Right. My mama had to do it to us. Right. If you don't, right. they gonna right. be bigger than you. It's not if, no, they are going to be bigger than you. Right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. And they yeah, outnumber man. her. So, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, in our house, man, um, I didn't learn my discipline style from nobody. I just, as the years go, well, I take that back. I kind of did learn because I learned that I didn't want to be disciplined how I was when I was growing up. So I knew yeah. that. I ain't want the whoopings. I ain't want the, the, the crazy yelling and all that stuff. I try to stay away from that with my boys and, and well, all my kids um, because I, I really don't have to yell. Um, you know, and it's unfortunately for women, and for my wife, you know, our voices mean something different to our kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's nothing like, um, I think it was Chris Rock. He said it. Don't just wait till daddy come home. You know, <laughs> you say that or you say, All right, I'm going to tell your dad, you know, that means different things in different homes. I know it definitely means um, they're in trouble here because, yeah. Uh, Jackie knows she laid down the law. I give it to her. My wife, she got them boys in check. Um, I'm the more lenient one. So it's, it's, it's different ways. But when they know they're in trouble for real, for real, they get sent to me and they get told on. And so um, for us, man, we, we try, like I said, we try to stay away from the um, putting hands on them because to me that don't really – I don't think that helps anything. I just think that just makes them fear you. And I don't want my kids to fear me. You know what I'm saying? I want them to respect me. So I try to take the opportunity, even when they's like super upset and they've done something or they not behaving like they're supposed to. I try to sit down with them and teach them like, okay, this is why you're not supposed to do this. This is why I'm talking to you because you need to behave the opposite of what got you here. 
Because me, I just want to sit on the couch. My hope my kids be perfectly behaved. But we all know that's not true. They're going to do yeah, stuff. that ain't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> They're going to do stuff. You know what I'm saying? When it's yeah. quiet, what y'all doing back there, huh? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's too quiet. Better not be playing in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's how yeah. I be, for real. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for the most part, like I said, I didn't learn my discipline style from um, from anybody in particular. Um, I just, over the years, kind of learned it. Like, I, I, I kind of started saying that. It's like, there's no instruction manual on how to be a dad, you know what I'm saying? But my kids is helping me write the first chapter. And it's like, I'm continuously learning from them, you know, what works, what doesn't work. Um, I would tell all dads out there, Google is a good place to look when you're struggling with something as a dad to, to research it and read up on. Ain't no shame in reading up on some stuff to help you being a better dad, better husband, whatever the case may be. Um, struggle. I'm like, if you're struggling, which every dad does, um, it's that's a good source and also your your other dads that you may know too is to reach out to your friends reach out to other guys you trust um that you can see being a good dad and good father um and to help you out and and also ask for um child discipline tips um but i know for me and my fam um we usually do more of the take a take a chill pill let's let's take you away from whatever you're doing right now and let's talk it out so we can get some better behaviors. Now, every now and again, you're going to get that pat pat. You know what I'm saying? You're yep, going yep. to get these hands. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> on, on them thighs and that butt. Don't, don't yep. get it twisted. Don't get um, it twisted. <laughs> but that's, that's definitely a, a last resort. That's on some, you about to put your life in danger type stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, whereas, because you never want to, feel like you're abusing your kids or you know being too harsh on them that's like the the worst feeling ever because i <laughs> i remember the first time i ever whooped jeremiah i like went after i did it i like waited five minutes and i went back i like grabbed him and hugged him and was like i'm so sorry like <laughs> you know what i'm saying like straight punked out you know what i mean <laughs> but it's just like man i never you think back in the day you like, right, I'm gonna just when I when I get kids, you know, I'm gonna whoop their butt. You know, they get out of line. I'm gonna, you know, what I'm saying, I'm gonna get on their butt. Tear they butt up. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying, then nah, they, it'd be the opposite way. They have you wrapped. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, oh, you ain't whooping. Nope. You trying to talk? Let's talk about this. Come on, bring it in. This stupid. Right. Bring it. <laughs> exactly. Try to do all that. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, we do got that in common. I, I really like. I I mean. Yeah, I don't. My wife, she even, you you don't ever back me up. I'm like, no, I do. I just do it different, right? Because I don't have to uh, come in here hooping, hollering, and screaming, and all the time. Now, if I do, that's kind of one of the things. You know, I had a friend of mine tell me. He said, "Look how kings run their kingdom." I said, "How many times you see kings really raise their voice?" <laughs> the king's true. like, "Hey, man, go out there, handle business." Like, they don't, because there's a certain amount of authority and respect that just comes from your voice, just you. I mean, it's God-given. Uh, uh, that, that's, that's just how the hierarchy of households are. It's God-given. Uh, mm-hmm. And men, unfortunately, when you're not taking 
uh, being responsible with that and uh, doing what you're supposed to, that's when it, 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 you know, we put all this weight on our, our wives' shoulders. And the reality is, a lot of times as a father, you know, I could just look at my kids and say it to them. And what's crazy is when you have different kids, obviously <laughs> each one requires something different. Mm-hmm. My oldest child, like literally, did you would have thought she she been here before. Like, <laughs> she ain't trying no mess, she ain't trying no nonsense. She come home, she do her homework, she don't ask questions. It's just like every now and then she slip out of line, I gotta correct her real quick, but it's very rare. And that was that's the worst first child to have. I'm telling all y'all right now. If you got a child like that, hold on, cause cause you gonna think that's how they all supposed to be. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Nope. Number two came out, and from oh my goodness, from the time, <laughs> matter of fact, from the time my oldest was born, she just she didn't cry. She just was chilling. She was she was content no matter what. She's always been like that, sweetheart. My middle child came out on some. I'm ready to fight. Screaming, turning red, <laughs> screaming all the time. It's just like, Lord Jesus, help us. What, what did we do? Well, well if we would have known this was going to be the case, we might not have no more kids. <laughs> <laughs> this is even funny because I know your kids. And so, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's yep. true. She is straight up just. I mean, it was crazy as though with my middle child, my middle, my, my second daughter. She, one thing I can, I can pretty much guarantee for her, she's going to leave. She ain't taking no junk <laughs> from nobody, uh, to include us sometimes. And we got it. She, I had to be a little more stern with her. Uh, you know, I had to tap her mouth a couple times because she get popping off at the mouth. Uh, and it's it's just crazy. Now my son is just—he's a boy, and he's—he's—he's he's, he's brilliant. Um, you know, all kids are real smart, but this one—he's—he's he's always thinking and creating, mm. which is like Steve Urkel. <laughs> like he loves sports, but he's thinking and creating all the time. So it's <laughs> like, bro, you got to stop. And he just—if he ain't drawing, he's cutting up boxes and using all the tape in the house to build something, making robots <laughs> and jetpacks. And, <laughs> and, and you go in his room when he was went to bed and this joker got a headlamp on with books. Wow. <laughs> Reading wow. books in the bed. And I'm looking at him like, bro, what is this? So it's funny because he's like a mixture of my first child and my second child. So for him, now I'm using both levels of discipline on him. Yeah, um, because I don't ever remember. I don't think I've ever laid hands on on my oldest child. Never had to. Uh, one time I was hollering for her, and it was in uh, when we was living in Florida. And I was hollering for her, and she won't for some. She was doing she was doing something she couldn't hear me. And I was hollering, and she was young. She came down the, the stairs, heartbroken, <laughs> oh. shaking, cause she thought she did. Man, I felt so bad. I was like, well, you should just got your lazy butt up and just went up there instead of sitting here screaming. But she was, she was scared to death. So for her, you just tell her she understands. She has a very rational thought pattern. Right. Middle child, nah, fam. She gonna try it. <laughs> nah, fam. <laughs> Don't jump off that. <laughs> you are gonna hurt yourself? No, I'm not. Boom. Ah! <laughs> okay. <come here. laughs> 
And then my youngest, yeah, it's like you, it, it's, it's a mixture because sometimes he uses that rational thinking. Then other times, I mean, he's the only one that, you know, they got the little color chart at school. Uh, you got the green is a good day, yellow, for whatever reason, blue, you clip down the blue, you did something bad. Mm. His joker alternates between green and yellow like he has, like he's a stoplight. Like he'll have a good week and then he'll get a yellow. And it's talking or uh, off task. He's first grade. And I'm kind of like, you know, I'm starting to feel some kind of way. <laughs> Why you be honest, because I'm like, he is a six-year-old, and he tell me. He said, "Well, we I want to tell my friends something. We, I don't see them. I don't. We don't get time to talk to our friends." And I'm like, "Man, this this is you know, it, it obviously is another topic when it comes to education system. I know you work closely in that world, but it's mm-hmm. just like, how, like, are you being too much?" as far as a teacher, where you want to send home, oh, he was off task. He's six. (laughs) (laughs) What tasks are you trying to, like, first of all, does he understand what that means? Now, my son, he does, but to to the extent of he's off task, he's a six-year-old. Some of these things I feel like should be expected and stop coming, sending home, coloring the block yellow. And the one time he got blue because he called a kid fat. I'm like, bro. <laughs> like, come on, bro. You can't, you can't. And I, that's, that's it. There was no, no extra recourse from it. Cause I'm like, listen, you, you, you kid making an observation. And I was like, was the kid chunky? <laughs> and he said, yes. I said, okay, you can't do that because that's, that's me. You know, however, I understand why you said it, but you can't, you know, I had to explain to him. So yeah, my, my style is, is, I mean, that's kind of drawn out to answer. It, it it varies depending on, on, on the child, but uh, if I can teach them first, I really try not to get to the point. Obviously, we've all had those. I know I had where you just get mad. Now you hollering or fussing because it's just like, y'all not paying attention, especially when you got three of them right, right. up underneath you all the time. Yep. It can get a little overbearing at times, but for the most part, um, I normally can just tell them, and, and, and it's just like a to the point that you know, and I give my wife credit for that because she she's more of a she's more like the middle child. So she is the middle child, but she's just like you know. So she's just <laughs> like just like my second child. She is just as bullheaded. She is not giving in, and she'll go toe to toe with them. And I'm sitting in there like I'm not getting in. It. It's like you know what? You started that battle. You got it. I'm not doing it. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, but then I get in trouble because she's like, "You don't back me up." I'm like, "You started that." <laughs> like, right. like I, I had twenty other different ways to handle that situation, and you handled it this way. And now you want me to jump in there and clean it up. <laughs> so now I got to be like, "Kids, stop talking, mom, like that. Shut up." <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, we get in trouble for stuff they start. We gotta finish it, man. Now our kids looking man. at us crazy. Man, I get up with the kids to get them ready for school. Man, it's quiet. Hey, y'all, get up, you know. And I honestly, I saw that. Uh, I was uh, Facebook. Uh, 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 the, the 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 brother up there that that's doing like the martial arts, but he's also teaching dads how to be fathers and, and the kids. I forgot his name. Temple of something. Um, okay. But in any case, one of the guys from there was like, "I'm gonna show y'all something." And he was just telling his son, hey, hey, son, get up. Let's get ready. All right. You got a couple minutes clean your room. Let's get it done. He was talking. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yes. 
And I was like, man, that's powerful. Because he ain't hollering, he ain't hooping and hollering and screaming and getting him frustrated and stressed out. He's just like, look, I'm supporting you, but you, there's things you got to do, but I'm here to support you. Right. And uh, that's really changed. I can honestly say that one was very, that video was very, very um, uh, influential to me because it's changed my approach. Because now, you know, like I said, I wake up with him in the morning and it's just like, hey, guys, get up. Come on, get out of bed. You got to hit him a couple times. Move, come on. All right, brush your teeth. Let's go. Never no problems. They getting downstairs. They on the bus. Right. My wife gets up (laughs) and she might be feeling some type of panic. So she is pushing that in their direction. And so then now everything, now next thing you know, it's just chaos. I'm like, yo, (laughs) Mm -hmm. chill. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's a mom thing uh, in a sense. Because having the same thing in our house, you know what I'm saying? I usually, um, well, here we've been ta- kind of tag-teaming it, and I think Jackie leads the, ma- the way most of the time with the- getting the kids dressed. Um, but I usually iron their clothes and all that stuff, and when I um, am by myself or either I'm leading the way for them to get dressed, it's it's like smooth sailing. Like, hey, get these clothes on. Let's get these <laughs> shoes on. Let's go brush these teeth. Let's brush this hair. Let's get out the door. And it's no issues in the morning. You know what I'm saying? No, no nothing. Kind of quiet. Everybody, you know, watching the little cartoons, eating their little breakfast. You know what I'm saying? But boy, Jackie get them jokers. <laughs> I don't know what it is, especially my oldest. He he be trying her. I don't know why he like to try her all the time. But in the morning, man, they get dressed. That little joker there. She be giving him the business, or he be giving her the business. <laughs> I always got to run in like, all right, man, chill out. Like, you're doing too much. It's too early in the morning for this. <laughs> so now it's like, what point, sometimes I just try to beat her to, <laughs> to get them dressed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I try to get there before she started, you know what I'm saying? Just so we can. Yeah, man. Because, you know what I'm saying? Nobody want to start their morning with a bunch of people yelling, kids crying. You know what I'm saying? You just want to wake up. It's the worst. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, it's definitely different. The the, the different discipline styles and, and stuff with your different kids um, and how you maneuver through those things. Um, but I challenge all dads out there is to find your discipline style and run with it. You know, and it's, and believe me, um, like Bundy said, you're going to have different style every kid if you're blessed enough to have more than one child how you deal with one is definitely not how you're gonna deal with the other one there's no way it's just not your kids ain't gonna allow you to do that <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're not they're going not. To. it ain't happening yep. and as they grow up and as they learn different things it's just gonna it's gonna change so embrace your your father and style obviously don't be abusive um but um Make sure you're in there. Make sure you're giving it what you got so that your kids respect you. So however you deal with it, um, whether you be like me and be more of the silent, patient type, or if you're more of the yeller or you like to get a little bit more boisterous with yours, you know, whatever works for you. As long as you're not being abusive, as long as you are getting respect in your household, um, I say go for it. Um, But also make sure you're setting an example for your kids as they go forward um, and learn life and that they take, all right, man, I'm a, 
my dad taught me this or taught me that. And they always think about you when they are out making decisions, how you're going to react to it. Cause I know yeah. for a fact, my dad wasn't involved in my life um, like that when I was coming up, but my mom and my grandparents were, and I always made decisions based on how I thought my parents was going to react. You know what I'm saying? So, yep. <laughs> uh, so I'd be like, man, if I do that, if my mama finds out, Ooh, she you know gonna kill me. That's how I based it. Now sometimes I still did it, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. <laughs> but I, I always took into account how they're gonna react. Um yep. so think about that <laughs> with your kids. It's like yep. you want them to have that same feeling. Like, if my dad found out about this, is he gonna be happy? Is he gonna be disappointed? You know what I'm saying? And um I and I'll tell you this uh one story. Um, Rob told me, you know, Rob, big Rob. And so yeah. he tells me, you know, it was one time where his dad, um, he didn't hit him or anything like that. His dad just told him he was disappointed. And oh. he said that broke him down. It was just like, dang, my dad's disappointed in me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I think that's, that's going to be like the ultimate, you know what I'm saying? respect is that you you ain't got to hit them you ain't got to do nothing it's just get to that point where you tell your kids you know what i'm disappointed in that yeah. and they just start crying you mean you don't want to see your kids crying but yeah it's just sometimes simple. they need to know man your actions right. disappoint exactly. that's that hurts you lose yeah. respect like that yeah yeah so um uh perfect segue now let's go from talking about child discipline and top five TV dads is to mix in some of this funny with some of these dad jokes. <laughs> and, you know, um, ironically and funny, you know, I think you're one of the funniest guys that I know personally. And we were discussing earlier before we started recording is how, um, <laughs> how these jokes would never come out of our mouths. <laughs> to, to our kids in real life just so yeah. the listeners know you know what i'm saying i'm not yeah. really this corny y'all if you know me you know this <laughs> <laughs> so, i feel bad even have to repeat some of these you jokes. know what i'm saying like it's just it's just but for the sake of it i know it's funny um and i think it's, it's much needed um light side to the conversations and and these jokes, are, I mean, they kind of grow legs on their own. Dad jokes have become really popular. Um, and I say, hey, you know what? We need to go ahead and continue this. And it's been nice and it's been funny the last couple of episodes, but I just hope it gets better and better. So, uh, as I usual, this one, I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> as usual, I let, I let the guests go first and we kind of go, um, we go tit for tat. So, you do one, I'll do one. All right. <laughs> Everybody take my man card for this. Because, uh. <laughs> uh, all oh, right. Lord. What's what what's Forrest Gump's password? <laughs> one, Forrest, one. The number one, Forrest, one. <laughs> one, oh, Forrest, no. one. <laughs> one, ah. Forrest, one. <laughs> yeah. You throw it out with Yeah, jump. I know. Throw that one. Yeah. In the I might burn my phone. I might burn my phone. I, <laughs> I might burn. <laughs> okay. 
Did you hear about the man who stole a calendar? No, nah, what? He got 12 months. <laughs> hey, that was actually pretty good. Uh, it's stupid, but that's pretty good. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I ain't going to be able to beat this one. But I actually thought this was kind of funny because maybe I'm just got a cruel sense of humor. But, oh, uh, Lord. It's a family <laughs> where show, did the, It's a family show. It, it, it's funny. It's for everybody. Well, uh, now nah, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You can edit it. You can edit it. First, first controversial joke on Daddy, Daddy Ain't Dead. Right here. Here it is. Here it is. Okay. <laughs> Where did the one-legged waitress work? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> At IHOP. <laughs> To all my one-legged waitresses out there, I apologize. Apologize. Everybody who got the uh, Captain Hook leg, I apologize. But if you work at IHOP, I'ma laugh if I see you in there. Ain't laughing at you. Uh, (laughs) I'm not laughing at your condition. Oh man, it's the irony. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, All right. So what <laughs> did the mountain climber name his son? Mm, I don't know. What did he name him? Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Why though? <laughs> Listen, the dad jokes just chose me, okay? I ain't choosing. Oh, man. Cliff. Like somebody actually sat there and thought about that though. That's what you- <laughs> Yes. And I enjoy oh. it. Okay. Whew. What kind of magic do cows believe in? <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> they said moo do. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Okay. Do a little moodoo on the side. What did the zero say to the eight? Nice oh, belt. Man, I don't know. Nice belt. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> For all my slow listeners like Bundy. Um, yeah, man. The number zero. Oh. What did the zero say to the eight? He said, nice belt. Explaining I, that a zero, if you put a belt around a zero, it'll look like an eight. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You just messed up my dad joke, man. Man, look, my bad. Look, this stuff is brain numbing. So my brain wasn't working when you said that, and I couldn't fix it. <laughs> just ruined my dad joke. Now I got to do it. I'm going to do another one. All right, give me another. Give me another. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, man. I see something told me. I said, maybe I should give me another joke. Man, Not I got one I for you. He's going to get it. But something told me just to have another joke on deck just because. 
<laughs> just because. And I was Good right. Work. So what do you call a fake noodle? <laughs> I know I already An know imposter. the answer. <laughs> An imposter. <laughs> oh man. my uncle did that joke. Oh terrible, man. Terrible joke. It really but is. I got another one for you. And this is bad. This is a bad joke. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say that now. I would never ever say this joke to my kids because it would probably hurt their feelings. I asked my dad for his best dad joke, and he said, you. Oh. <laughs> Cold as ice. That's one of them Al, that's one of them, them Al Bundy jokes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly <laughs> that. It's an Al Bundy dad joke. Oh, that's horrible. That's like him and uh, um, old dude from that 70s show, Red. Uh, yes. Just Eve, just you. <laughs> you know what's funny though? I, I just thought about this. Some of these jokes, whether they dad jokes, I'm just gonna say parent jokes, because my mom would crack some of these sometimes. Have you passed on any of them to your kids? I have not yet. All right, I'm about to tell you one. This is good. This is a good one. We're gonna go ahead and spread the love to you and the, and the listeners. Okay. Because uh, I pass this on to my kids. And I was crying, laughing, just like my mom was when she heard. <laughs> oh Jesus! And, uh, when she told. So look, so so I mean, the the premise of the joke is like this: You remember that uh, funeral uh, or that cemetery uh, in uh, Fort Walton Beach? Um, a lot of veterans get get yes. um, buried <clears throat> there. All right, how many dead people are in there? Oh Jesus! Uh, I, I mean, hundreds, thousands, maybe. All of them, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to pray after this episode. Man, look, my mom, we was driving, and I'll never forget it was a kid. She was crying, she had to pull over, she laughed so hard. We were driving by a cemetery. She said, How many dead people are in that cemetery? And we was she let us go with it too. A thousand. 200, 5,000. And she said all of them and started crying, laughing. Left us in the dark till we figured it out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it was in the dark because that's a dark joke. Just... I know. <laughs> I did that to my kids, though. They were just like, wait, man, what? And then when they got it, they started laughing. So hopefully we can keep that one going. <laughs> <laughs> Pass it on to everybody, every generation. Keep it oh, going. <laughs> Oh yeah! Lord have mercy. You now have to got delete these this jokes out the way that were just terrible, and learning <laughs> that you have a very dark sense of humor, sir. Um, <laughs> but um, want to close, man, um, with uh, giving a piece of advice, uh, fatherhood tip that you would like to give out to all the listeners. All right, so um. I think the biggest one is, uh, and it, it's taken me a long time to learn this one. I actually got two, but this one is probably the main one. I think you kind of even alluded to it, but it took me a long time being a dad to figure this out because for me, being a father was being home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and obviously from what I said before, that clearly makes a lot of sense. It, it, it's when 
you grew up and you necessarily didn't have a dad in the house, being home is was like a big thing. Is like being a father. Wasn't until I got a little more mature, obviously with the help of my wife and other things, where uh, I started figuring out that being present is a big difference between being at home and being present. Yes. Um, and it's and that's something that I still have to work hard on because I'm tired. Come off work dealing with all these people. I don't want to do nothing. I want to sit down and chill. And the kids want to do all this and go here and do that. And it's just it's a struggle even now. Um, yeah. And 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 so that to me, I can honestly say, man, if you just saying, hey, I'm a father because I'm home. Nah, man, you got to be present. If you're not present in your kid's life, you're not doing them any good. Being home is, is I mean, you might as well not be. So I'll say that. And then I'll say this, you know, a great man, uh, he, he actually passed away a, a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. My old pastor, uh, Paul Welch, said, Dad's the best example you can set for your sons and your children, mainly your sons, is to love their mother. Uh, you know, regardless of what's going on, I can promise you this. That this is one of them old sayings, and it's so close. I mean, it's the truth. It, it's, it, it, there's nothing more truth than this. Your daughters, the fathers out there, your daughters are going to look for a man that treated them like they dad did. Mm. Whether you know it or not, subliminally, things just not being present. Some of the stuff that they are dealing with, that they're looking for, is looking for a man kind of like you. Mm. Uh, uh, same thing, sons. I mean, uh, uh, same thing that goes to your sons. They're gonna treat their mama how you treat their mama, and they're gonna proceed to treat their uh, girlfriends and wives. Obviously, they're special circumstances, but they're gonna treat them like they saw um, their dad treating their mom. So it's very important. The best example you can set for your kids is to love their mother, because if you can do that effectively and properly, the one thing that you're never gonna have to worry about. You're not going to have violent, crazy kids around here abusing women or allowing men to put hands on them because they understand what it's supposed to be like in their right. house. Uh, and if you don't believe it, just, just start just pay attention on your own. Just start looking around. Look at yourself. Be honest with yourself. <laughs> and, 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 I mean, my mom used to say, she'd be like, you want to know how, uh, uh, and she'd tell my sister, you want to know how men going gonna treat you look how he treated his mama <laughs> mm. if he and his mama face acting crazy you don't know what you talk about mama girl you better run because <laughs> <laughs> he do that to her when when the women and, and, and the sons have the, the, the mothers and sons actually have a special relationship what you think he's gonna do to you mm. so yeah be present don't just be home be present and then secondly love your wife of all things you know, the Bible tells you, love your wife like Christ loved the church. Love your wife. <laughs> if you don't do nothing else, man, you handle that one right there, you at least got some of it right. <laughs> right. <clears throat> definitely agree with those. I definitely agree with those. I always say that too, especially that second one is about showing your kids um, the proper, proper love and what a relationship will look like, what a marriage will look like, a healthy one will look like by loving their mom. Um, definitely agree with that. That's great advice for <clears throat> not just the dads out there, but everybody. Um, yeah. 
So in closing, man, um, if you you got any social media um, that you want to share with anybody, you don't got to, you know, just in case you're a private person, you know, you got your accounts on private <laughs> and whatnot. But if you got an Instagram, I don't think I, I, I think I got my Facebook on private. I don't got my. If you, uh... you want to share um, your Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email, um, this is the time to do so. All right, so you can follow me at this dude is the greatest ever. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> You yeah, see them? They be all some crazy stuff. You're like, bro, just chill with it. Mine, but my Instagram is Jim underscore drummer. Uh, I like working out and I do play the drums. Uh, so Jim underscore drummer. Uh, and then I really don't remember what my Facebook is, but <laughs> <laughs> hold on, let me look, let me look at that if you want to <laughs> you follow me on Facebook. <laughs> uh, I promise you. I get on there from time to time. Not very often, but uh, you can find a man. Uh, Rod, Rodney Bundy. How <laughs> did I not know that it was just my name? Jesus Christ! Come on, man. <laughs> Easiest man name. Day. Yes, Rodney Bundy. That's it, right there. Just like Al. <laughs> Rodney. Uh, hit your boy up. Um, even if you need some encouragement, man. I try to. I try to be encouraging to everybody. Um, just be going through. I ain't, I ain't even saying I got the answer. I probably don't. But hey, I try to encourage you or point you in the right direction. Yes, yeah. sir. Now, <clears throat> I'd like to thank you, man, again for joining me on the Daddy Ain't Dead podcast. I appreciate your time and, and the words, the jokes, and the laughs. Um, everybody that's listening out there, follow the Daddy Ain't Dead podcast on Instagram at Daddy Ain't Dead podcast. Twitter, uh, Facebook, and also um, if you want to hit me up with a, a Gmail, hit me up on the email, give me some topics to discuss and share some dad jokes and leave some comments. You know, you can find us <clears throat> on 11 different platforms. And I mean, the name, the list and list keep going and going, gets bigger and bigger. Um, but we are on uh Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Pocket Cast, Castbox, Breaker, Radio Republic, Stitcher, Overcast, and on course on Anchor, where you can find all the recordings for every episode of the Daddy Ain't Dead podcast. Give me my flowers and enjoy this episode. Peace. <laughs>